I was watching a local weather person streaming the upcoming weather. Someone asked for her boss's email address so they could complain about her scheduling snow for the middle of a work week. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Hi there, it's me. It's been a little while. Uh, A couple of failed attempts and things that did not get uploaded the way I wanted them to, but here I am, and I'm really glad to be back, and I hope that uh, you're glad to see me back as well. I'm moving. I got 30 days from today And I am moving to Hollywood, California. Well, North Hills, Northridge, L.A., but close to Hollywood. And uh, I'm excited and I'm terrified and I am going through boxes. I am reducing my household by like 95%. I am getting rid of most everything except for um, effects that I am working on, my library and my clothes. You know, of course, my show goes along with me, but... As far as memorabilia and things that I've held on to and the bric-a-brac that we accumulate in life, I am ejecting it. I am moving light, and I am going to start this next chapter in my life on a very high note. Hi, it's Across the Table, and I'm Hannibal. And uh, this is going to be brief uh, this time, because I'm I'm getting back into the role of what I'm doing, and I have committed myself to doing more of these Perhaps not quite as long, but uh, at least once a week and maybe two or three times because there's stuff I've got to say. I've also taken to doing some video diary five or six minutes long. Excuse me, goodness. Over on the uh, on the YouTube channel and uh, and all that'll you know we're gonna I'm gonna take it easy. I'm not making any promises or commitments. I'm going to produce a lot more material, and that includes magic and writing and talking and all the other things that. this interesting life is handing my way. I hope you're along for the ride. I went to see the latest in the Star Wars saga. Now, if you know me at all, um, Star Wars is one of the religions that I cling to, and uh, I've heard a lot of uh, I've heard a lot of dissent on one side of the argument, and I've heard a lot of great uplifting things on the other side of the argument. And some people, it seems quite polarizing to me. Some people love it, and some people don't care much for it. And um, and they've all got valid reasons, I think, for what they have. But let me tell you about my hero, Luke Skywalker. I was totally blown away by what they did with Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Just, just completely blown away. And I've seen the arguing over whether or not the direction they took old Luke in was right for the character, but I loved it so much. Forgive the cheesiness and the things that I say, but I felt like my heart was coming out of my chest at a couple of times. I had a really intense personal reaction to what I like to term Luke Skywalker depressed asshole. And maybe I should explain that. I, I really can't believe, first of all, I really can't believe they did that. Here's what happens. Oh, spoilers. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to go ahead and tell you straight up spoilers on this. And I know of at least one of you out there, hi, Lori, I know at least one of you out there is a big Star Trek fan, and maybe you just couldn't give a rip about Star Wars, but I got an opinion and I've got to express it. So here it is. So I I really, here's what happens. Spoiler, upcoming from this point, anything I say, going to be spoilers to the movie. Clear? Cool. 
the hero's journey that he has been on since episode four, which for me was episode one, uh, later deemed a new hope, but it will always carry for me Star Wars in it. He has been on the hero's journey. The self-insert for every spoiled child like me of the late 70s and the early 80s, it turns out he's traumatized by everything that happened in the original trilogy. And, And everyone should just nod along with that because... Of course he was. He finds out that that Space Hitler was his dad and then fights him to the death minutes before, minutes before their personal reckoning changes political history for the entire galaxy. The, 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 uh, the, the closeness of him reconciling with his father and me never really ever being able to do so with mine is a very powerful point in my life. And okay, if you want to, if you want to judge me about pop culture influencing or, or, or taking notice in what my life is, dude, that's what pop culture is there for. And that's what art is there for, and it reflects life. And man, if Star Wars isn't the the isn't America's greatest contribution to motion pictures in world art, and man, that's a, a whole other episode uh, of mine right there. We're going to talk about. But let me get back to my point, or I am going to wander off into the deserts of Tatooine, and and I will never be seen again. Anyway. Uh, everyone's convinced, everyone in the entire galaxy is convinced that he is Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Everybody knows that that he's the real deal. He's the real chosen one. He has brought light and hope and wonderfulness to the galaxy. And that's what we're left with at the end of Return of the Jedi. And and, and the theme runs through um, uh, the, the, uh, the Force Awakens. He's he's the guy, you know. He is he is the uh, he is the galaxy Jesus. But the truth is, he's damaged. He's damaged goods. All that emotional violence just ripped his brain apart. And and you can't say that about it because people are counting on him. He he is the light, you know, in in the galaxy. And and he fails. His anxiety explodes all over him, and it drags him right into the pit of darkness. And what's worse. His anxiety drags someone else in, someone who relied on him. The failure crushes what's left of him. And then Luke Skywalker surrenders to his depression and just just fucks off forever. Just like you would, just like I would. Like if, if, if your worst nightmares came true, if you became the monster or the villain in your life based on what you put your entire faith in, what would that do to you mentally? And and just like I might have or you might have, after an enormous personal failure, he cuts himself off from the things that he holds closest and most dear. And, and this isn't just a variety, a garden variety depression either. Luke is giving in to pure narcissistic self-hatred. He isolates himself under the belief of that everyone is better off without me. We've all done that. Don't Don't lie to me and tell me you've never done that. He says to himself, I've failed. They should hate me. If they don't hate me, it's because they're fooling themselves. I didn't become the person I was supposed to be. I wasn't the person they thought I should be. I let everybody down. I I should just disappear. It's me. I'm the last Jedi there will ever be. Uh, Thank God or or whoever is at the, the head of the spiritual Jedi journey. He does that to himself. And it's a catastrophically anxious reaction. And, and, and I feel like 
This is a very familiar scenario to the anxious and the depressed. Internally, your expectations for yourself are already skewed by anxiety and trauma. This is where many of the, the, the deepest insecurities lie in the expectations we set for ourselves. Any external expectations, fair or unfair, are heightened by the anxiety and they are quickly internalized. The anxious meltdown when failure inevitably comes, inevitably comes, is unbearable. You've really let everyone down this time. You really have. Who do you think you are? Why do you even go on living? For the anxious and the depressed, this can open the gates for real, sincere self-loathing to begin. This is when you swim inside of a bottle. This is when you start eating. This is when your relationships crumble and you endanger your career. In the suffering, in, in, in the suffocating, anxious darkness that is depression and anxiety. <sighs> Luke effing Skywalker in the drive-thru at at, at at, at Taco Bell at 3 a.m. getting double-decker Taco Supremes, bean and cheese burritos, and, and a large diet Mountain Dew. He'll finish playing Grand Theft Auto V at 5.30 in the morning and, and wait to tweet about it until after he wakes up at like 3 in the afternoon so people don't notice that he's been up all night again. They really wouldn't notice, but they think he would. Luke Skywalker fails again and again in this movie, and I, and I think they deserve credit. I think that the director, and why can't I remember his name right now? Okay, hold on. This is something I have to I have to pull up because it's this man's art that that put it together, and it should be right on the tip of my tongue because I've been talking about it for weeks now. Um, and it's Ryan. It's gonna. It's uh, I can't remember his first name. I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel Ryan? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson. That's it. I'm sorry. And I apologize, with apologies to Ryan Johnson, who will never hear this. Um, but I wanted to get it right because this, a lot of this falls directly on his shoulders and, and the vision that he had. They, they, uh, he committed to the thing. Ryan, Ryan Johnson committed to it. The fact that Luke is actually depressed. Everything he does on the island, every interaction that he has, with Ray shows actual physical, emotional depression and anxiety. Deep down inside, they didn't they didn't screw around to the point. His friends show up and beg him for help, and he's so submerged in his in his, his self hatred that he doesn't help them. Ray leaves the island alone, convinced that she's wasted her time with this nerd. Her hero has shattered in front of her eyes. And he can't help it because he is so thick inside the black mass that is his mind right now. Most of us, especially without help or seeking therapy or seeking the, 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 the coping mechanisms that are so needed uh, and so overlooked in today's society, most of us can't really pull out of the stickiest depressive crap like this. <laughs> Not with... We don't we don't have a magical puppet that shows up, but but Yoda shows up for Luke, and and which is like, you know, it's one of the best scenes in a movie that has like ten best scenes. That helps illustrate one of the ways out, one of the actual logical, real ways out of depression. Yoda shows up and smacks him in the face and tells him to pull his head of it out of his ass. I'm I'm of course, I am. Um, it's not literal. 
But, uh, you know, I'm summing up the way I saw it. Get head out of your ass, you must get. You know, probably wouldn't have played well for Disney. But, but he tells him to get over himself. One of the first things, am I talking too fast? I feel like I'm rambling and I'm ranting in, in, a, in a high rate of speed. Um, I'm sorry if that's the case. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while before I've actually parked myself behind this microphone. And today the, the gates have opened up. So one of the very first things that I learned... In, as a performance artist, and one of the because of the, the the crippling depression that comes with the failures and the, and the enormous amount of of, uh, of the other stuff that comes with, um, with 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 victories, you know, is is the the highs and the lows, the huge roller coaster of life as it is 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 immense anyway. But when you make your living off of your art, when you're actually saying, "Here's the stuff that I believe in," here's the the thing that I bled for and pulled my heart out for. And you fail. It's uh, awful. It I can't. Awful is not even the right word. It's 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 sacrifice. It's suicide almost to the point of if you know what I mean. But one of the very first things I learned from those experiences is that when you fail, not, you, it's okay to wallow in it for a while. It's okay to to hurt for a while. That pain has its reasons, and and it's not the wrong feeling. Feel what you feel, but then you get over it and you get your feet back underneath you and you keep moving, no matter if it's at a crawl or or at a snail's pace, but you keep moving forward, even though it hurts and even though it's you're blinded by it, you keep moving. You get over yourself. And when you succeed and when everything goes your way and, and, and victory is yours and they hand you the golden trophy and say, well done. You get to celebrate and you get to dance and you get to 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 be proud of yourself. And then you get over it. You, you get over yourself also at the height of victory. Celebrate and dance and do all the things that, uh, that, that, that celebrate your, your own personal victory and then get over it. Get over yourself and get your feet back underneath you and start walking again because the journey does not end on the victory. The journey ends when the journey ends. And it might end high and it might end low, but the journey is the journey. You get over yourself, both high and low. You have a job. You have a mission. You have a gift to use. And God bless you if you're an artist and that's what you're trying to do. It's a rougher road because we are the ones that, that lift the others out of, out of their own misery. We are there to provide that outlet so that the, the steam gets let out and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't build up pressure to where people explode. We are the, we're the release of pressure. We bring love and art and drama, drama and joy and all the things that art encompasses, we bring it to the people. So we have to maintain that balance like Forgive me, but like the balance and the force. So, back to Luke on the island. He has chained himself to this monument. He built this monument of his own failure. And and the monument has to be burned down. He's built a self-image, one that reflects his anxiety and his depression. And he has to rip it apart. And and he goes to make this move himself. I'm sorry, I am talking too fast. Self-hatred has taken him and is preventing him from doing the the thing he's actually supposed to do. The only thing that matters, the thing that that drove him through 
Episodes four, five, and six, the the motivating factor of Luke Skywalker was that he helped the people that he loved. He gave up his training. He walked away from Jedi spirituality in order to go and help his friends. And Yoda said it was a mistake. And Luke said, screw that. Love is more important. And love is the force. Love is not Jedi training. and, And the force does not belong specifically only to the Jedi or to the Sith. The Force belongs to every living creature. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the universe together, right? The only thing that matters to Luke is helping the people that he loves and fighting for the things he believes in. And he has chained himself to to a rock in the middle of a sea on a tiny planet in the middle of nowhere and blocked himself off from love and blocked himself off from the Force. He is no longer himself. He is no longer answering to the gift. And that's what we do. <sighs> Melodramatically, kicking, my, kicking ourselves in the ass forever is a selfish waste of time. Uh, paraphrasing, paraphrasing Yoda, you failed, your anxiety made it like the end of the world, and you ran from it. But now you got to destroy this thing that you built. And so he does. And so he does. Luke gets over himself at a cosmic level, takes responsibilities for his failure, and goes out like the pacifist badass that he is, giving every last piece of himself, everything he's ever done with his stupid short life, and he gives all of it selflessly to the people that he loves and to the things he believes in. So much so that there's nothing left at the end. He doesn't so much die as he simply fades out. He gives every bit of everything that he is so that the people he loves might live and escape to fight another day. He doesn't, let me get this really clear, he doesn't win the battle against Kylo Ren. He doesn't win the battle against the uh, the New Order so much as he simply allows those who will overcome the darkness to escape. He doesn't, it's not even a blaze of glory that he goes out with. He goes out not with a bang, but with a whimper, as as the old saying is. Not when I'm sorry, not with, it, it was not even a whimper, it was more of a hush. I've done my thing, I've done what I could do, I've saved my friends, and now my, my, day, my, my work is done. And he fades away. It was the single most heroic thing I have ever seen in a movie, especially in a Space Wizard movie where they bunk each other with light, uh, with with laser swords. To let go of your self-hatred and give yourself so completely to the people you love that you fade away in peace, it's a beautiful fantasy and, and a particularly resonant message for the anxious and the depressed about what you can be capable of, the kind of peace you may be able to find if you dig down deep enough and push yourself emotionally. I may not be able to literally will myself into a life-saving solution for my loved ones, but I can try my hardest to get the fuck over myself long enough to truly dedicate myself to them and to the things I really believe in. Magic, entertainment, laughter, drama, time traveling back into one's own memories and bringing back pieces of it to share 
with people that I love and care about. As a metaphor, it's something I absolutely aspire to. I never thought I'd find myself saying, I want to be like Luke Skywalker when I grow up. I certainly would never say that in my 30s, but in my 50s, they somehow made a Star Wars movie that pulled those feelings out of me again. This entire saga, this this entire journey, the ups and the downs and the adventures of the Skywalkers and, and where they have come and where they are going, it's, it's, it speaks to me. And maybe I have overdramatized it or maybe uh, you're, you're going to look at me like I'm crazy, but with, uh, you know, I, I recognize great art forms coming from America and, and all the other wonderful and jazz and, and Pollock and all the things that define art and art history in America. But man, Star Wars, for me, for this kid of the 70s who, who suffered through uh, the meaningless to me, the meaningless um, lessons of the uh, of the first, the new first trilogy, episodes one, two, and three, that my kids actually enjoyed, that they got something out of it. It was speaking to their generation, even though I could see the hypocrisy that Lucas was putting into his own films, and I and and I, I rejoiced with the new hope that came along with the Force Awakens and the way that. A whole new generation is being set up and a whole new story is being told. And then we get this gem in the form of The Last Jedi that is so complex and so deep and is so multi-layered and speaks to so many different kinds of issues in a, in a, in a dense and beautiful and blossoming and opening way. I haven't wanted to sit down with friends and talk about Star Wars movies in decades and the nuances and the beautiful things that happen within this, this particular movie has relit that inside of me. And if I could take it just that other step forward, it has given me a new hope. It has shown me that as deep as a person can get in their own depression and anxiety, there is always the spark inside of yourself that has been planted there along with the gift that was put in your hands to rise above, to take your own abilities and save not just the people you perform in front of or the people you interact with or the children that you raise, but the ability to save yourself, the ability to find the creator of the universe and God, him or herself, deep inside of your own makeup inside of your own DNA, inside of your own being. The spirit that lives inside of you is the spirit that lives in the universe. It binds itself together and it is the force and it is love. And it is not just for the religious and it is not just for the Jedi and it is not just for the Sith. Love is love is love is love and it is for everyone regardless of how you see the makeup, the universe, the makeup of the universe, and whatever your beliefs are and the way it came to be. The bottom line is, I am with the Force, and the Force is with me. We are, you are, and we are all together one as love. 
And for God's sake, and for your sake, I hope that there is love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down the street and wall. Making fun of faces at the people we don't meet. Whoa, whoa. Holding out of pockets for all the world to see. Whoa. Singing our old songs, busking you and me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's funny how they always seem to want to get away from you. Throw a little money and say, hey man, now do just what you do. You sing a little anthem and answer, hey man, I am. Just a little more dough and I'll show you where I stand. That's the plan, ain't life grand. Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the times of war. Breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war, war. Thinking of the past and what we live for, then war. And where we're living now, our worries in the winter war, war, war. It's funny how she always seems to wanna get away from you. Cause you're honey in the jar, but when she's out, you're glue. Lord, it's true. You put your axe up in the case, and then you ease and making haste for the door. Then you bust it to the corner, get your busking all in order for the show. On the road, here we go. I play a whoa, whoa. Days turn into weeks and weeks are into years of woe. We live for the fans of making music in the ears of woe, whoa, whoa. Thank you.
it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye.